welcome in to a, another episode of Kentucky Thrones Radio. Nick Roush here, just a, a little bit later than normal. Yeah, do you have anything to say to our listeners? I, I would, I would do like to... Do you have anything to, to say to me? I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. I went the on a bachelor was, party. The pup that was promised, Abe, he deserves an apology. I'm sorry, Abe. I'm sorry to everyone. I, I went to a party, and it went a little long. Um, <laughs> how, do, how does that happen? Well, it was in the vicinity of where my sister lives. I was like, you know what? I've never been in the Grand Canyon. It'd be cool. Um, and it was. So I went to the Grand Canyon. Uh, I found some ravens, actually, that got lost on the way to John in the Riverlands, ended up in Dorne. Kind of crazy. That is pretty wild. Yeah, pretty wild. Uh, but but luckily, I think he's going to get the message in time ahead of the battle that's coming up soon. But I did get to watch the episode Sunday night, and it was very strange because three-hour time zone difference. Just I, I'm still – like I, I left the airport at 10 and got here at like 6. When I left, I left at 6 a.m. and got there at 6.30. It was very bizarre. Very bizarre. So time zones. Time zones. Very strange. Um, they'll jump out and get you. Yeah, they they they, they certainly will. Um, and just like uh, you know, a little something else might jump out and get you. Like it might get a dragon, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, let's calm down. Um, <laughs> I if you've got little any little Sams in the car or Sam, Sammies, I guess for the mm-hmm. female version of, of Sam, uh, you you may want to earmuff them. I'm I'm fired up. I am, and I don't know. Are you pissed off too? Because I'm. No, not. It's not even. I'm pissed off about a lot of things. I'm pissed off about some people that have been bitching uh, the last few days about this episode and this season, and I am a little pissed off about this episode and this season. So (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm all over the place here, Nick Roush. But I am. uh, I, I so I may drop a. A curse word here or there. I don't there's do it there's one part that we're going to get to that I know that I'm like, I, I don't know any other words to use other than expletives, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Because I thought the show started how it should have. Yeah. Because we, we've been in Winterfell this entire season for the most part. You're getting a little bit of King's Landing here and there, but they start by mourning their dead. And in almost every other battle, you don't get that. Um, and. We got it this time where you're seeing all the loved ones. Each person's going up and saying their goodbyes. Um, John gives a great eulogy for everybody. Um, the swords that defend the realm. This is the kind of, hey, we can't forget that they fought for the living and their debt can never be repaid. And I, I thought it was very touching. I thought it was the right way to kind of wind down from all this buildup and tension that's kind of been settling over the last few episodes. Yeah, and we saw it in the preview into this episode that they were going to do this and light their dead on fire. We could have only we guessed, and I think a lot of people did properly that it was going to be a uh, a, a goodbye ceremony. There there was going to be a sentimental moment, and hell, even a, a rah rah speech mm-hmm. and uh, that, or I guess a remembrance speech, if you will. But that happened, so that was touching. It was mm-hmm. good. The, the the scene between Sansa and Theon. I'm never going to be a Theon fan. I don't yeah, care. And I, but that was nice. I'm sure for the Theon fans out there, they they love that. He got his moment. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say though, I never. Did you ever like? I felt like Sansa and Theon never really had a thing until this season. Like yeah, even after no, he true. saved her, you know. Yeah, I guess they didn't get like a a, a great chance to be able to have a thing though, you know. They're yeah. in different spots, so right. and I'm all right with that. I, I think I think Sansa, where she has gotten maybe more cunning and towing the fine line between 
I, I guess I don't think she's evil because her heart's in the right place, but mm-hmm. cruel, I guess, would be maybe the uh, the better word to use. The remnants of Ramsey. She has gained more perspective, and maybe these are are two of the same coins here, but she has got more perspective. So I think she's just appreciated that Theon, in some instance, well, not in some instance, truly saved her her life. Mm-hmm. We saw what uh, what why can't I think Ramsey did with Rickon. Of course, Sansa would have been in the castle and probably would have not survived that battle had the the Starks won the way that they did. So I I I, I appreciated that. I thought that was cool, even though I don't like the uh, nice little moment there. Yeah, yeah, and we we got that nice little moment between Daenerys and Ser Jorah. Um, I thought a few nice moments at the start of the episode with Daenerys, where we, we kind of they transition out into the the Great Hall, and it's like a. It's a weird kind of vibe at first because they're kind of... Yeah, it's almost... Like I said last week, it was like, is that even... Can you even party that war? Uh, yeah. Just thinking about how many people died there. But... And they start off not doing that. It's right. quiet, kind of somber. And until Danny grants... Grants Gendry, Gendry. Gendry, Gendry as, yes. a, as a Baratheon, it, it doesn't really liven up a little bit. And who gets the party started? It's oh. Davos. Yeah. <laughs> Gendry of Hasbro. You know, who would have thought? Of course, Davos just giving it up for the Baratheons, you know. Stay, yeah. Staying true to his colors in the Stormlands. Um, but I, I love that moment. Uh, that was one where it also gave, like, all throughout this whole time, Daenerys has kind of been tiptoeing around in Westeros. And that felt like she was, like, one of the people. And it was like, okay, this is a nice moment. And then you're like, oh, so we're going to get the Brathians and Starks together? We're going to get that Gendry and Arya? He's already asking about her. Like, Gendry, one time, and he's hook, line, sinker. Yeah, take it easy, Gendry. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Arya would be the last girl to, to be a little over-possessive. Oh, yeah. To, th- that would work. There's just no chance. That's the one that you need to you gotta not play talk cool. to for, like, three weeks. And, yeah, it's going to kill you. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you are going to be hurting big time. But she would, if there's anybody, she'd be the one to be like, don't, yeah, you have to play cool or else she's going to get weirded out. She handles, at least he got a kiss out of it, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I like that the way that she did, like, kind of let him down softly, where even though she is kind of cold and heartless, that she's going to, like, you know, this ain't for me, Gendry. And I'm, and I'm glad they did that, too, because that would really deviate from her personality if she was just going to be like, ooh, Lady of the Stormlands, hooray. Like, I just... You know, it, it wouldn't fit her character. It would not. And, and we've had her give that same line a thousand times that it's it's not for me or that's not who I am. And, and she says it to Nymeria as a cool line saying, hey, you know, that's not who you are. You're not going to come back and be my pet. I'm nobody's pet. Uh, and she said it to Ned in the in season one. So, yeah, you, you could see that coming, although it would be bad. Like they would make a badass team. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. Especially her arrows, his hammer. Like, come on. You knew it wasn't going to happen, but like, he, why wouldn't he? The the best line, assuming he gets to the point of proposal, that's way down the road. Right. I'm, we're talking. Don't even talk to her for four weeks, let alone propose. But uh, when he eventually gets to proposal mode, mm-hmm. he needs to be like, listen, we can even be swingers if you want to. Here's what's <laughs> going to happen. You're you're going to come to Stor- Storm's End. And you're going to just come and go as you please. As a matter yeah. of fact, you know, stop in once every month. I don't, I don't care. You know me. I'm not somebody that likes to sleep around. So I'll be fine there. I'll be, ha- I'll be making swords. I'll be making swords. Yeah. You go around, and then you know when you're ready to kind of grow old, I'm gonna be here to to wait for you. Yeah, you and I bet she'd be like, all right, that's kind of cool. We'll be kind of bone buddies. Yeah. 
That's that's one way to put it. It's your your college friends with benefits. You know, like uh, we get, we don't have to be texting oh, you, each other oh, all the time. Oh, oh, but like if we show up to a, a party or something, like hey, how's it going? Nice to see you. You know. No, I'm hypothetically speaking. Uh, let me in a in a different world. Hypothetically let's speaking. Let's hear about this little filly. The Oaks, uh, <laughs> yeah, the Serengeti Empress. How'd you? We didn't even talk Derby yet. I, I did hit Serengeti Empress. My dad talked up the horse all week and doesn't bet it. Why do you do that? Come oh, on. Oh wow, yeah, Jeez. Jesus. Um, but in, nah, we'll get to that part later on. I wanted to get back to the Great Hall because this is probably my favorite part of the episode, give or take, plus the most controversial part of the episode, and that's when Tormund Giants Bane is just guffawing over Jon Snow. This guy, he's getting murdered. Most people, when they get murdered, they stay murdered. Yeah. He's like, not this guy. Yeah, they kind of dropped that casually. Like, that was supposed to, I thought, be a secret. I think the last time that was brought up, it was Davos talking to Danny, and, and, and John Dragon had to Stone. give him the little, like, nudge, like, shut, shut up, shut yeah. up, Mimsy. They didn't bring it up at all. Like, whenever Danny and John had their heart-to-heart later, like, she wasn't like, so you got stabbed in the heart? Like, wanted to bring that up? Come yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, so I um, I guess that's just common knowledge now. Yeah. And I guess there would have been plenty of times. Again, we've got to assume they had been at Winterfell maybe for a little bit. Uh, the, or even after the battle. Like, man, I survived dying and the dead. How about that? Wait, <laughs> holy shit, say what? <laughs> say I, what? I, I, didn't know, I didn't know this part about you. Uh, and then, I don't know, even, even when that – that was one of my big issues with this episode. We're going to get into overall big picture stuff that we liked and that bothered us because this has been a very criticized episode. But damn, we got like a we got skipped out on a lot of conversations. Yeah, we are left out in the cold on a lot of conversations we wanted to see, and we'll talk. Obviously, there's a huge one and that we're think, going to get into. And I think to your point though ones. is like what we could have gotten to them all if we just did eight episodes what's what oh don't even get me started yeah I, I've, <laughs> oh I, like i've been bitching uh, by the way if you're my friend and you listen to this and every time i've seen you in the last i don't know month and a half me bringing up game of Th- just like thanks for putting up with me and be- I, i've been so <laughs> annoying nick roush that you wouldn't even believe it that like i every time i see somebody did you watch game of thrones sunday or <laughs> did you all right, we can talk about it, TJ. What the what, what is with it? Thank you for for putting that up. But we have been left out of so many conversations that uh, it's, it, it 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 feels like that's not fair. But every friend I've talked to, gosh, just do two seasons of six episodes, one season of ten episodes. Like you've got money, HBO. You can make this happen, and you can do a better job of this. I agree. And I you agree. are leaving cups out on the table. That are coffee cups, which, come on. Like, that being said, who gives a shit? I don't really give a shit either, and I, I actually kind of liked it. I was like, oh, well, they, they make mistakes just like me. I have typos all the time. But it's also like, how did nobody catch that? Listen, I'm biased to Game of Thrones. I generally don't talk too poorly about it. Uh, when I do, it seems like I get crushed by even like bigger Game of Thrones butt slappers. But I am a Game of Thrones butt slapper. It, that stinks. Like, I thought Game of Thrones was above that or, ha, you know, had made mm-hmm. it through I, after, like, season four. They had no, like, glaring mistakes like that, like a dude wearing a watch in an episode or anything. Uh, that they had made it past that, that they were going to be fine. I'm surprised that it happened. But <clears throat> it didn't ruin 
my viewing experience. It's not oh. like in 10 years when I'm going back thinking about Game of Thrones, I'm going to remember the Starbucks cup. Uh, maybe when I see that scene, I'll say, oh, oh, yeah, that was the scene. I'll be that's... looking for it next time. Because well, they, I... they've taken it out. They did take it out? Yeah, I still have it on my recording because nice. they, can't, they, can't, they can't get in my memories, you know? <laughs> um, this isn't the NCAA after all. <laughs> they vacated the coffee cup. <laughs> they vacated the coffee oh, cup. Oh, man, but you know what? Louisville's still holding on that coffee cup, though. They, they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, so, but I didn't. I didn't notice it at all at the time. I was paying more attention to Tormund's giant horn, and I was really disappointed that John wouldn't chug from it. Yeah, yeah not the Come whole on, thing. John. Puking like, isn't a celebration. Yes, it is. But with the one more thing about the coffee cup, you know that anybody that had even the slightest thing to do with that coffee cup feels like shit. Oh, God, yeah. You know they yeah. do. And I'm sure there's like a pe- – I bet there's somebody that's just like to blame. Mm-hmm. It's probably like the uh, probably the final seer of the show. Like, like Yeah. Where well, the that's thing your is, job is, to look for big mistakes like that. Because there's so many levels that you're going to have to go through. And, I mean, even just like the PAs on set. Who oh, like, yeah. Clear the set. Oh, it goes on. I'm, I'm sure that there's probably over 100 people that have some sort of blame or partial blame. Even the actors yeah. could have done that, too. Like, hey, we were acting and, oh, you know, coffee cup. Let's yeah, maybe that. keep that. It's like when we do sports buzz. I Keep the cup on the floor. Like, exactly. you know, Danny or Amelia Clark maybe got a little too comfortable with that coffee on the table. Probably so. Because so, she wasn't doing a lot of talking either. She was just, like, staring the yeah. whole time. Yeah, so we, we think it's hers. Yeah, it's, yeah it, I agree. it's almost certainly hers. But uh, so that, you know, who cares in the long run? Everybody a part of it probably feels horrible. And in reality, it's not going to change the show for no. me. And I, I do – it was almost like uh, this year with the women's tournament when they accidentally put up the bracket early. Like, I felt really bad for that person who made that mistake. Because, yes, it was a very egregious bad mistake. But it was probably just an anonymous mistake. I don't think anybody was trying to get ahead of the selection committee or anything like that. So, eh, mistakes happen. Um I'm the. I think what really did though is it put gas on the fire of like, well they're just getting lazy down the stretch. They've just put this in cruise control, and it I, does. I, it absolutely does. And it's annoying because there's no. I, I I find that hard to believe, but I can be separately frustrated that like, I mean we could have done ten episodes easily because this could have been two episodes. You could have had an entire come down of Winterfell and then an entire come up building into the next battle where yeah. they're in Dragonstone and so on and so forth. So I, I, I think those frustrations are more valid than just like, oh, well, they messed up on step. I, I agree. If we're getting into the big complaints, I agree that they have gotten sloppy. This is, and this is evidence of that. You can think that some of the writing is, and you can think maybe some of the plots are not tied up properly. It, you put it all together, it, if, it, if it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's a duck. It's a goose like, behind your house right it, now. If you, yeah, no kidding. Those things are so annoying during mating season. I mean, is that what it is right now? Well, we're kind of at the tail end of it now because there's babies out there. Oh, but the tail end of it. Mm. Yeah, but oh my <laughs> gosh, it, it's horrible. And anytime like the mom with the babies thinks that there could be a predator, it just doesn't shut up. Oh, I bet. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty horrible. But I live on a little bit of a a, a, a small tiny lake out here. But there's a lot of geese that occupy the the grounds. Mm-hmm. All right, I, I I lost track of where it's I was okay. going. It's uh, okay. You were we were talking. Oh, about, it's just messy. I yeah, mean, it's just a little messy. Y- you, yeah. you know, you can defend the show as much as you want and and talk about well, you know, the the plot lines are what they are. They're good. They're we're finally getting action. We're getting the end of all these different storylines. Yeah, but then you mix it in with everything else. Listen, they've gotten sloppy. It's a little bit of a bummer. Right. But 
It's well, I'm still enjoying this season. Oh yeah, and I think there that's a big debate if people are even enjoying this. Or oh not. well, that's silly. Yeah, I agree. Now, and, and here's the thing, TJ is it's still Game of Thrones at its heart, but the way that we're getting to the big parts are just feel a, a bit rushed and not as nuanced. Where you're like, oh well, maybe this could happen. I mean, I remember before the episode, hell, this might have been two or three ago where we were talking about the Tyrion Varys thing, planting the seed, and Daenerys yeah. and John, which was like. I, you know, I, I don't want to see them all from a mile away, but I kind of feel like I'm looking down a scope and I'm like, ooh, this thing's too powerful. Let me back it down a little bit. It almost felt too, um, not too easy, but it, it kind of did, especially whenever John and Daenerys have that conversation in, uh, I guess it would have been John's chambers. And A, John... You can tell John's weirded out by the ant thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I think and, – and while the show has been sloppy in some areas, it's still kind of classic Game of Thrones where most of the time – and actually I've got a complaint about that later on in this episode. <laughs> most of the time they don't have to hold your hand down a storyline. John was creeped out by kissing his aunt. Like, those two were about ready to get it on, yeah. like, Donkey Kong. And so oh. it went back in his head, like, drunk John finally had a sober realization, like – Aunt, your aunt. This is this is Aunt Danny. Can't pork Aunt Danny anymore. Oh, but you think he will? Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I bet they'll have like one more. Here's what's gonna. Well, here's my guess of what happens. They'll have like a night before battle mm-hmm. preparation where Pete. They, they Game of Thrones loves that. Like, oh no, could be our last night on Earth. Let's we we have to have dramatic conversations. And and don't you think at some point they'd be like, we've had like thirty of these. <laughs> we like what more can I talk about? Um, no, but they'll have like one more dramatic last night. They'll bone, which is kind of mm-hmm. John's like tip of the cap to I'm going back to to Porkin. Yep. And and then that will that'll probably be it. One of them will die. Are there any caves? Maybe both of them will around die. King's Landing. Yeah, they'll find one. They'll yeah. do go in the or sewers. Or a water bottle. Yeah, yeah. That's Those nice. stinkers. Oh, man. Um, but I, I did like at least the kind of real moments of there in that when Daenerys found out that he, like, when he, she, he told her his name. He's like, I'm Aegon Targaryen. And it felt a little shallow, but now she had the opportunity to kind of explain, like, hey, we were great what we were. You don't want the throne anyway. Like, let's just be us. Let's just forget about it. Like, I know that this is your name and this is your identity, and it's a big deal, but, like, let's just be us, and we'll still crush Cersei and rule happily together after it. Yeah, that's what they did. And, but, whenever she, she gives him, like, that ultimatum, and you know John, he's he's too much like Ned, Uncle Ned. When he's he's got to tell Arya and Sansa who he is. Yeah, well, there's a, there's a few things here. Um, oh gosh, it, this is like this is some of the bad parts of the episode. This is some of the sloppy parts of the episode. Ned keeps this fucking secret for like thirty six years. Yes, and John can't go two weeks. And like he doesn't have to tell Sansa. Sansa Arya. goes like can't even go twelve hours. Oh, oh, I there, mean, there just... was some of the funniest memes about that. There was one where it was like. John is Aegon Targaryen, or and then it's like, hey, sounds it's still me, John. What are you doing? What, what are you <laughs> like? Who are you saying that to? Uh, that was that was a good one. But seriously, John would be like, yeah, why don't we win one more war and then we can figure out the details of this? Yeah. As if like I've got, it's got to be the first thing I do. Mother mother trucker, you didn't do it when you could have done it. 
I thought you could have done it before that one battle. You could have done it before the Battle of Winterfell. I thought he was going to do it in the Great Hall for a second. Whenever Tormund was talking him up, oh, I thought, I thought so. he was going to be so. like, "Cause I'm Aegon Targaryen, bitch." I thought <laughs> like, that he, I thought he may do it in that banquet too. I don't know if it'd be in like a like let's celebrate. Hey, oh yeah, I'm going to drop this. Or if we need everybody to figure out what this means, and we're going to figure it out together. I'm Aegon Targaryen. I don't know what we what we do about that. Uh, but they didn't do it that way. Instead. John could have waited, probably should have waited. And then also, one thing that really pisses me off about this is you have Danny, and she's she's saying you can't let anybody know. It's gonna cause, it's just gonna cause too much division. It's gonna be too much of a headache. Um, John could have easy, they could have easily agreed that like it doesn't have to be. We'll just get you. I think you had mentioned it earlier. We can just get married. Yeah, but if you get married, then some people are gonna want you to sit on the throne. Then we'll get two mother trucking sto- yeah, thrones out there. I'll, I'll get some swords. Gendry, he's good with a hammer. We, he can he can make it a throne. We'll rule together. Yeah, but then somebody's going to have a little bit more power. Then so be it. Do you you said you loved me? If who if it ends up being me with slightly more power, you know what I'm going to do is give it to you. Right. Like you're going to rule through my ear. You know when we're plowing every night. Like we can make this work. And they Aegon did with his two sisters, and he was plowing them the whole time. <laughs> they say, yeah, a lot of plowing going on there. Um, no, but in all seriousness, it would be that simple. And instead, she's like, "This is going to cause so many problems down the road. This is going to be a nightmare." You know what it's doing right now? It's causing problems, and it's becoming a nightmare. It's so dumb to worry about what it's going to be then to allow it to impact everything now, mm-hmm. when in reality you can control what it means together. Um, the whole thing is just kind of stupid. I feel like both of them would be smart enough to come to that conclusion. I, and I do think they're kind of trying to paint that like Daenerys just isn't equipped all there right now. Yeah. Like She's just making bad decisions. She's getting paranoid. And and maybe that plays a role in it, and this becomes a little bit more realistic. But this just seems too simple to even make the fake drama with it. And, and part of it, too, that bothers me on a, like, hey, can we not keep a freaking secret? Because the cat got out of the bag with Sansa telling Tyrion. But, like, you are supposed to be Honorable Ned Stark's daughter, okay? Your brother comes to you in confidence and doesn't want to tell you, like, at all. And you're... It just blows my mind. They're in front of like the heart tree that Ned's cleaning ice in front of in the first episode. This very spiritual, significant moment. And Sansa's willing to throw it all out the door just because she doesn't trust Daenerys? Like, That's another great point. And, and like, I, I get that, but like, the thing is, is John's going to go to battle regardless, okay? So like, and he's probably going to sacrifice himself for her sake regardless. So why throw a wrench into it? And and you know what though, TG, the reason why they're throwing that wrench into it, it makes it a little more compelling. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It, there's there there certainly is a little bit of drama that that goes into it. Um, I I do like. I and, and your brother is going south with a still somewhat foreign army. You're putting him in jeopardy by getting allowing that information to leak while he is so far away from home. He's not with the comfort of entirely his own men in his own castle. It's kind of similar with what happened to Ned, all things considered. If Ned had enough men down there, it right. wouldn't have mattered. He could have put Cersei in jail and said, you've been 
uh, plowing, porking, whatever, whichever your one you want to go with, your yeah, brother. Says, so, yeah. yeah. Um, Which, but, okay, so let's let's get over to the kind of the Lannister viewpoint because we kind of did get a. Oh, hold on, okay, I, I need okay. to complain one more time. Okay. Because uh, I talked about how a lot of times, like Game of Thrones, is so good about not having to hold our hand down a storyline. Mm-hmm. I like wanted to punch my TV when Sansa was like, or when when John said, "I'm not a Stark," and both of them were like. No, you've always been a Stark. We love you. You're you're great. You're our brother. Like, come on. We didn't need that again. No. It was kind of bad acting, but like they put them in a tough spot to act well in that situation. The the proper reaction would be like, what do you mean? Like, what do you where, where are you going, where you going with this? With, yeah. yeah. Tell us what you mean, because you obviously know you're a Stark. You're ruling the freaking North. Yeah, exactly. And I. I it it especially when Tyrion used the line like two minutes later, yeah. <laughs> like, which it's it's great coming from Tyrion because that's a callback to Dragonstone, right? Whenever uh, John and them are like on the ledge, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. So, um, oh gosh, just yeah, that that's just kind of annoying. And how do they not show us that freaking conversation? It's what we've been building up to literally this entire series, and then you 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 just cut away. Seriously, that was outlandish. That really kind of pissed me off that these are the conversations we need to hear and we need to see the reactions of. Did they believe them? Were they upset? Were they happy? Did they hug them? Did they say, holy shit, you're the king? Yeah. That, like, I guess, obviously, Sansa thinks like, all right, this dude should be the king. He's got the rightful claim. He's the best for it. Mm-hmm. Plus, it would help my relationship up here. Hell, maybe I'd even get the North all to myself. We didn't get to see any of it, and I and I feel like that's really kind of unfair for the viewers. And if people want to bitch about the seasons, this is a good check mark to make because these are again another big conversation we didn't get. These to see. are compelling storylines that aren't. Yes, they're putting a bow on it, but they're skipping the. Uh, remember, do you remember in English class in like fifth grade when you would do the little mountain where it was like conflict, and then it goes up, rising action, climax resolution down a little bit lower. I feel like they're skipping a lot of the in-between stuff. And some of it, TJ, it might be like, well, they're they're cutting away so that you can uh, be skeptical of their intentions for later. That That's the counterpoint, which we, we kind of learned Sansa's two minutes later when she's snitching already. Yeah. So, like, it, it's just really just taking away some points that could be good, thoughtful moments. It almost seems like they do it and it's a, it's a lazier thing to do. They do it when they want to be able to surprise you, but in reality, it, you can still be detailed and surprise us. You just need to be a little bit better at it, and you need to be a little bit more creative, and you need to be think outside the box a little bit with, what. all right, they are expecting this, and we showed them this, and we still need to make that true mm-hmm. while putting a little bit of a twist on it. In reality, they just cut to black, and then you see Sansa talking to Tyrion, so you're thinking like, Okay, well they're down with it at least. Like yeah. they're they're not talking about over killing John. They're not talking about overthrowing him or getting him out of there. Uh, so so I guess we're cool with it. But you know what if it comes out that la- they're gonna be cool with it. But what if it comes out later that they're like, you saw how happy we were when you told us. No, idiots, we didn't. So we have no <laughs> idea. So that that was a bummer. Yes, it, it was a bummer. Um, now back to more complaining. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I mean, I'm just joshing. But I, I did like the, the part of the feast that was that was nice. That was a really good, heartwarming moment when you get Brienne drunk. 
and they're playing the drinking game with Tyrion, Jamie, and Brienne. They love that game. I mean, just think how boring these times would have to be to live in. Yeah. Like, at some point, if – gosh, I mean, Jamie and Tyrion have probably played that game I mean, a billion times. I feel like Jamie just be like, dude, I know everything about you. It's basically truth or dare, but just truth. Yeah. And then you drink. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> of course, Tyrion – like, you, you knew eventually they were going to bring up the part where she was a virgin. Like that. That was that was going to. And that was like a little. This is just being nitpicky, but that was like a little too dramatic for my liking. Like I, I, I feel like Sir Brienne would just be like, "No shit, man. Of course I am." Especially you know when me. you're that toasted too. Yeah. You know, like it, no big Instead, deal. Instead, she's like, <gasps> she gets they, her, they know. She, <laughs> <laughs> I've spent the last like uh, year carrying around two Stark girls. Like the last six years carrying around two Stark girls. Like, yeah. I, who am I? Who am I boning? Yeah. Um, and but it, I do like that he added the like. Or girl. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it did give us another classic Tyrion drinking and knowing things kind of moment before they cut away and Brienne storms off up to her room. And Jamie's like, all right, Tormund. Sorry, bud. And, I want out here. Yeah. Uh, what, what is, what's Tormund's line? Like, he, he looks sad. And Tyrion just fills up his cup. You'll need this. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah, but I, I can't say that we all, like, haven't been there, you know. Yeah. Maybe not so in your the, face, but for a lot of people, I mean, probably Jess is in your face. Man, because there's like, probably been people that have been at like house parties, being like, "I think I'm gonna get with this girl," and, and then you get like the Regina George going up the stairs, and then you have freaking Jamie Lannister show up, good-looking golden locks, even with one hand, he still looks better than you. Is it Regina George that takes that guy, or is it it's it's, Ka- Re- it's Caddy, Katie? No, I think Regina goes upstairs with him. And that's whenever she gets like, no, she kisses him, and then Katie storms off. Yeah, but okay. Yeah. All right. When they make, when she throws up on him, though, they're up. They're in, upstairs. Up yeah. in the, she's up there first, and he just kind of he comes in. in. Yeah. Oh wow, creeper! Yeah. He probably knew what was going on there. Oh, he was he was just there to talk, kind of like <laughs> kind of like Jamie was there just to talk. Yeah. And I, so the humanity and like the. the Humanity doesn't get lost in Game of Thrones, even though it is in a fantasy world. In the last two out of the last three episodes, Such a cheesy the, the, spit, the spitting game <laughs> that they've been using is like, Arya's like, last night on Earth, let's do it. And then Jamie's like, man, it's hot in here. I need to take my clothes off. Like, they're just using like the cheese. It's cheap- hot in here. <laughs> it's like, what, so if, off all your what if all of a sudden he, I'm Jamie he flips on the iTunes and just starts like, <laughs> <laughs> and Nelly starts playing? Oh. Do we need, like, I love Brienne's verbiage in that line, in that scene. Go back and watch it. She's like, "Oh, when like Jamie's like struggling with something, he's like, she's like, oh, move, move along, sir." And <laughs> <laughs> I don't. This whole the way everything unfolds with the Jamie and Brienne thing. I thought we were just going to be like a respectable friendship. I didn't think we were going to get into ooh lovers and friends. I, I, I agree. I, 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 you know, the whole thing, the whole story arc with these two has been honor and trust. That like I think it should have been left at a as a we could get together and like there could be something there, like we're, but, but but we re- almost respect each other too much and just know that we have our own different purposes. Like I, I maybe that's wrong, but like I, I feel like her getting with Tormund would have been more fun because her story arc could be she's always wanted approval, she's always done things by the book to get a little recognition or, or credibility for how how loyal and, and how great of a warrior she is. But let's let's kind of turn her at the end as somebody that can also start to to let down her hair 
shouldn't have too much hair. Right. But, you know, be able to kind of loosen up a little bit well, and have fun while knowing that you're a, a boss, that well, you're awesome. And it, it goes back to when all the guys were fawning over her, but it was for like the, the, the pig chasing game or, or whatever they called it. Um, hogging is colloquially used in some circles. But they went from doing – the hogging is in the book. Is that is – I that, think in the show they reference – she references where every – like all the guys wanted to dance with her. Okay. But in the but books, in the, they're like trying to get with her, and she's like, "Oh, this is pretty awesome." But it's really just to see who can get with the ugliest girl. Yes. And now she has a guy who generally, like, genuinely just loves everything about her. Tormund is just like awestruck. Yeah. And you would think that she would finally be like, "You know what? I just, I've honored. I got. I saved the Stark girls. I saved freaking Winterfell, and I fought the army of the dead. You know what? I'm gonna get with this wild thing. Why not?" I agree. And, I, do your thing, girl. And, and the reason why I think it disappoints me most, TJ, is because of the turn and how she ends up being – she goes from, like, all-powerful Brienne to, like, sobbing in a coat outside. Just left yeah, hung out to dry. She's in the bathrobe. Oh, man. Just, the only thing was missing was, like, maybe there – maybe was it snowing? But, like, rain would be better oh, in, yeah, in yeah. a movie. Rain would have been – yeah, exactly. Just – it was so brutal. I wrote you. <laughs> Because she ultimately convinces Jamie, like, "Oh, we're gonna stay around here and we're gonna be lovers or something." I don't, I don't know. That 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 just seemed like a bizarre move in general. And then they find out what happens at Dragonstone, and Jamie's got to run back to Cersei. Hey, what the hell is he even running back for? Like, is he that like, oh well, she's gonna fight in a battle, so I've got to go protect her? Or something? No shit, she was gonna fight in a battle, you dumbass! Like, come on! Like, do, are you just now waking up? Well, then maybe that's why maybe you have a wrong take on that. So your thing is that he ran back to, to help her. See, and that's part of it where I don't know. That was his kind of excuse to Brienne. But I'm also thinking, like, well, is he just mad that they killed the dragon, so now he's got to go kill her? Or I, I, I don't understand his motivations for going back. Other than I'm disappointed that that's kind of how it unfolded where – he got Brienne completely on a string before breaking her heart. And I guess that's a turn that we just didn't expect to see. But so they got me, but I'm just disappointed in the way that that unfolded. If only just because Brienne, who I didn't think was going to survive at all, had all these good moments just to get her heart ripped out. Yeah. And I'm looking, I want to get like the exact transcript of what he said. So to be completely honest with you, I didn't really pay attention to much of what you said. It's fine. Right there. Did, did you find the, the transcript? Cause I, no, I can't. Because I, I, it felt like he was going back to to almost like save Cersei. Because he, he was like, no, I'm just as hateful. You think I'm a good person. I'm not. I'm just as hateful as she is. All right, here it is. I got it. Okay. You ready for it? Yeah. Okay. You think I'm a good man? I pushed a boy out of a tower window, crippled him for life for Cersei. I strangled my cousin with my own hands just to get back to Cersei. I would have murdered every man, woman, and child in River Run for Cersei. She's hateful, and so am I. So, end scene. Uh, so, I think... Yeah, that it, was really good. Other, other than your Cersei sounds a little davos scene. Yeah, well, you know. I'm from that region. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm from the lands. The lands of Davos. Yeah. Of the onion, right? Yes. You do like onions. 
hey, <laughs> really, you know, I'm not a huge <laughs> onion guy. Wife got me onto onions on pizza. I think that's the most that I can do. You don't do like fried onions with steak, peppers and onions? I don't really like fried onions. If they're small, like stringy, that's better. Okay. They're like the huge ones, where at? Like, is it? Uh, I was thinking like a cheesesteak. Like Frisius or something. Don't they have big ones? Well, anywho. Either way. Do you like onion rings, though? That's what I'm talking about. Onion oh, rings. I was talking about like fried onion. No, not fr- but yeah, onions fried, and peppers. Fried onion rings. Fried like, onion rings. Bloomin' Onions. Your favorite restaurant. I I'll actually buy. do like Bloomin' Onions. Because they're it's kind of smaller. Small, yeah, that's uh, fair. And it's almost just like you're drinking grease with some like contents in it. Yes. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> and uh, Outback, if you want to sponsor the, <laughs> the show, you let us know. All right, where were we? Um, oh, I was reading the line. Um, I took that as like, here's the deal. You're right. He knew that there was a war coming. So what the hell did, did that have to do? He finds out that a dragon goes down, mm-hmm. which we're going to talk to. He finds out that a good chunk of the Navy was defeated mm-hmm. and destroyed. And then, so people that think he's going back for love have to be under the impression that like he heard that news and in a matter of 20 seconds or so, he decides, no, never mind. I don't want to be with Brienne. I don't want to be in Winterfell. I want to get around an opposing army, sneak into King's Landing just to be able to put back on different armor and go back out there and try to fight against these people. Even though I know Bronn is Cersei hired a guy to come kill me. Especially after that. Yeah, <laughs> he's not. He's going back to, to kill her. Well, it, it was just the way that he put it. Like, you wouldn't leave her crying in the rain if you would put it in a way. Because the way that he described all those actions were to get back to her because he loved her. But I guess you, you do. It, it makes more sense that, like, she's incredibly hateful. So I've got to go take care of business. Yeah, and I, I think. Valencar time, baby, and and and, and if, if you know Game of Thrones could go the other way, and it could prove me wrong, but I'm gonna I'm gonna bitch about that if that happens. That's gonna be one of the, like the yeah I'm wrong, but if what just, if, if he goes back it, to like to like help her? Oh yeah, that'd yeah, be awful. I'm gonna I I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be okay with that. Um, I I think it's much more likely that he was thinking. Listen, I'm kind of tired of fighting. I've been through a lot in the last few years, and on top of that, I just fought the dead. I'm one-handed. I'm not great. I know Bronn's trying to kill me. I'm just going to vacation at Winterfell, see how this war plays out, be with Brienne because I really care about her and I really like her, and that's cool. And then he finds out a dragon's dead, and then he finds out that Daenerys' army has been kind of so, cut up a little bit. So he's worried that Cersei might win, so, and he can't have her. Exactly. Like, like Harry, I've got to go do what I've got to do. So I'm gonna. Sorry, Brienne. I've got to take care of business. There's a good chance I'm gonna die in the in in getting there. Uh, maybe he's gonna try to go undercover, and Cersei sniffs it out and kills him. I mean, if anybody knows how to sneak his way into King's Landing, it should be him, the guy who used to be the head of the Kingsguard. Yeah, and uh, and then on top of that too, if Cersei wins another big battle or another dragon goes down, Bronn may say, "All right, well, you know." Like time to pay it. Yeah, like I need to, I need to switch sides again and, right. get, and get back here and 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 make good for Cersei. So, yeah, um, mm. I I can't see that being the case. Okay, I like where your head's at. And if they do go the other way, where he tries to be a lover, it would be a, I'm gonna change directions and then choke you out with my golden hand. No, and I, car style. I, I could see the maybe that could happen too. And but I could also see that he like goes there to kill her, gets close to actually like gets to the point where he can do it. 
and then, and then has second thoughts that, out. and that ends up getting him killed. Like yeah. he, he makes the action to do it and then the the mountain comes and like slices him in half and he like has her hands his hands on her Ooh, throat or that something. That would actually like that. be really cool. Like that yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. It'd be a cool visual. That would be kinda cool. Um so I think he's going back. We've skipped ahead a little bit. Well, yeah, but, we we jumped around a little bit because it's different story. We can put a bow on um, that one. I want to I did want to bring up the Braun thing briefly because our buddy Trevor Kelsey did not like that scene at all. I liked it a lot actually. I did too. One of the few like I and I know that okay, cool, we're in hot takes together. Because that is kind of a hot take. A lot of people did not like that one. I did because it was Braun in his truest form. It was very realistic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, it was. It was, and I, I think some people are surprised that like, oh, it's old chummy Braun, dude. Braun is sick of everybody's shit. <laughs> he is so tired, and he he's been waiting for that castle forever. Yes, I mean, all he wants is just to relax and be able to enjoy the fruits of his labor. That's all he wants, and he's just been kind of getting yanked around nonstop, nonstop. If you've watched the the show Barry. On HBO, great show. It comes on after Game of Thrones. But it's kind of similar. This hitman is just being kind of forced into different situations, Mm -hmm. and he just can't seem to get out as much as he tries. This is Braun. So this is his kind of last plea to any Lannister. Yeah. And it's You always pay your debts? Well, time to pay the piper. This is is him just putting Jaime in checkmate. This is him putting Tyrion in checkmate. Basically has Cersei because – you know, if they win the war, he'll be able to either kill Jamie or Tyrion, or they'll die in battle as is, and he won't have to worry about it. Still should get River Run with everything that he's done for that family. He's pissed, and I'm all right with it. And guess what? He comes in pissed, and all he wants to do is make the stakes. What can you offer me? You're going to have to do a better deal than what Cersei did. Okay, that sounds good to me. Get the hell out of my life. I don't want to see you all anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get, and, and when the war's done, we can be maybe buddies again once I get what I am owed. He he handled that uh, that crossbow pretty well too. Yeah, he did. He was flinging it around a little bit, and then when he fired the first one, like pretty close to the face, it was like, all right, this dude is not messing around. The one part that I would have liked a little bit better because Tyrion made the perfect counter because it was just what Jamie and him were talking about on the way back on the loot train whenever they got attacked by the uh, Daenerys and her dragons, and that was like, I know, this castle isn't for you. When yeah, really like. It's a pretty nice one. Like, it, Jamie knew that he wanted that one, but Tyrion was the one that offered it up. So it, it is the perfect compromise. Tyrion hit the nail on the head. Um, no, and, and and on top of that too, it's kind of stupid that like Jamie would be like, you, "You're never gonna get that." Like, while the dude's pointing a crossbow at you, and, and clearly very seriously, Mister Honorable Jamie, you care so much about Highgarden. Con- like, yeah, like. And but he's probably right. Like in reality, you're probably not just gonna get some foreigner who's the reach is the biggest deal in Westeros. If you didn't understand what that was, River Run would be similar to I mean River Run's like a New Orleans or Detroit, kinda weird, but they're a port city, so you can get a lot of commerce coming through. Whereas the reach is like uh, I was thinking in terms of like college basketball. Oh, I was gonna say the like, reach is like Chicago, because you got all the Goods coming in and out, and you get a lot of crops going around. You got your Iowa's, your yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, there's crops, there's there's crops around Louisiana and place like that. Yeah, too. but the yeah. wheat, the wheat comes from uh, the reach. Uh, they they bring uh, the bushes. Uh, 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 all right, yeah. I, I was just gonna say maybe River Run is similar to like a U of L, 
and High Garden is Kentucky. Like, you really can't get better than High Garden. Yeah. I mean, unless you want to sit on the Iron Throne, but even the Iron Throne has to borrow money, and it gets all – we hear it all the time. It gets all of its resources from mm-hmm. High Garden. High Garden is the best place to be and to be ruling – Unless you think the Iron Throne, probably the Iron Throne one, High Garden two, but High Garden ha- is the it's it's bringing in all the cash. Now, and all the Terrells are dead too, right? Yes. Yeah. They are not living R. anymore. Uh, so, but I, yeah, he's probably right that like it wouldn't work in the long mm-hmm. run, and he has Brown has no idea how to rule, <laughs> yeah. and he's going to rule the probably most important and biggest area it feeds uh it feeds westeros it feeds westeros so yeah, yeah probably not gonna work but like jamie just shut the hell up and and, and say yes to him yeah, and, and don't then you die. can maybe worry about the details later exactly um now speaking of details we're going we, we, we see in the war room where they're planning out their details and immediately i'm just like well this is going to end horribly because when was the last time they had a good battle plan sure they've won yeah but at what cost and we see this happen again. You get a little bit of like Sansa making a decent point. Like, hey, why don't we just chill for, I don't know, a month or yes. something? My girl, always making sense. And smartest girl Arya, smartest person Arya's ever met. But like, seriously, yeah. I, I mean, Daenerys counters with a decent point, but still, like, it wouldn't hurt to chill out. And, and one thing that people who complain about things that they bring up a lot is that. The behind-the-episode stuff, it's very uh, – like when Benoff and Weiss are talking, some of it's very simplistic. Like, yeah, well, and Daenerys just forgot about the Iron Fleet. It's like, wait, she's not just forgetting about it. Like, give, give me a freaking break here. Yeah, that, see, again, that kind of goes back to the messiness part. Um, my argument, my counter-argument, or I guess playing devil's advocate, uh, because, you know, either he clearly forgot that – they did talk about the Iron Fleet, or if we were just supposed to to think that after three months, maybe on their boat trip or two months, however long it'd be, that they had forgotten about it. But uh, he probably just slipped up, kind of forgot that they had addressed that. It's really not a huge deal, but it is just so unbelievable in the show. That, like, you, they're just hiding that, out right there. And well, that the one they're hiding out there, too, that, of course, Daenerys couldn't see them. <laughs> I mean, you have a bird's eye view. Yeah. But two that they just would forget about them. Two, I mean, really, in, in in reality, this is the this is the biggest miss of the entire thing. You are literally taking your you're taking chips off, which re, uh, symbolize a huge chunk of your your troops. Yeah, and you are pulling multiples off the table. It is not a pretty scene, and you decide to split up your armies. Yeah. It's the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah, it makes no sense. You decide for what reason? Because you want to get, uh, because you want to get the dragons and Cersei or not Cersei, uh, Daenerys down there sooner. For why? For what? Why? Because we we need to get uh, Dragonstone. Well, why do you think that they haven't already gotten that? Like, what do you think an extra two months is going to make when you've been up there for months already? It, I, 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 there's no logical explanation other than you think, oh, well, you split them up so you can hit them from both sides. And you know about the Iron Fleet. And you know so that they're the better. Fle- yeah, they're going to be better at it than you. So take why the Iron even- Fleet off the table by not going in the freaking water. You know how you don't get eaten by a shark? You don't get in the damn ocean, Nick. <laughs> exactly. And they're just like, you know what? We're going we're gonna to take half of our resources down there. Makes no sense at all. <sighs> But man, did you kind of like freak the hell out when Rhaegal got hit? 
That was great. Classic oh, Game of man. Thrones. Yeah, it that came out of nowhere. Ultimately, that's why I like the episode. Because and ultimately, it, that's why I like the season because Arya killing the Night King was an awesome surprise. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that they just cut off a dragon in a blink of an eye and gave you no heads up about it man. is pretty badass. Now, it's, uh, it is trucking stupid that they would be flying – be flying in that position. Yeah, like that, over the water. That you know, he is clearly injured. We got a shot of him being hurt and not flying he, properly. Yeah, so like, what you do is chill. you instantly fly him. Makes yeah, no sense. I, I, yeah. So from a logistics standpoint, when we poke holes in it, there's a lot that we can poke holes in it for. But it is just kind of it, – it, it, it ups the stakes. And it makes this upcoming battle much more even – even though I am incredibly disappointed that we lost another dragon. And it begs me to ask the question, TJ, TJ Walker. Would you rather have Daenerys die or Drogon die in the f- next episode? Daenerys. I would too, man. You got We had three freaking dragons and you can't – We we're all, they're all going to die out before you're even rolling. We got to get Targaryens back on the throne with dragons, Okay. They can't have them all die in the battle. They can't be yeah, that easy. To, they can't be that easy to kill either. Like it drives me nuts that these they just basically make. They, they, oh, we're just going to put spears on the back of these. Um, I don't, they I, have the smoothest waters by a rocky coast that I've ever seen in the history of water. <laughs> like yeah. if they were realistically on that platform, those those guys would just be getting knocked around. They'd be like shooting each other, well, moving that that jostling and, that big old thing around. And their bullseye don't, from that far away. And then when that. Daenerys goes flying into them, they, they can't hit the target then when she's even closer? Oh yeah. Like wait, it, it drives me nuts. And how are all of a sudden these are better than freaking cannonballs? Yeah, they just wiped out a boat in like a heartbeat. I agree, man. That, They're that, better than freaking dragon glass that they were using against Army of the Dead. I mean, literally all you—that th- is almost the equivalent to gunpowder, which is how explosive those things. I mean, not <laughs> yeah. not literally explosive, but I guess the better word would be impactful or destructive. Yeah. Just imagine, and you saw how many they had on the gates at King's Landing during the Masindai scene. Yeah. scene. They had them everywhere. So. If you're like, how are you going to do a siege or get anywhere close to that to that castle? Even if you don't have dragons, just if you're people like they have, if they have standing troops, it's um, it's not overly believable. But whatever, they needed to kill a dragon, and you got to up the stakes. And, I, and that's part of it. And when uh, Viserion died, I think everybody was like choked up about that. Mm-hmm. That one hit much harder. And I thought about this a lot. I think the reason is because. Uh, there was a, a few minutes where we thought that Rhaegal died in Battle of Winterfell. Like, I think we had almost, like, written him off. Yeah. Like, it, we weren't getting through that scene. We had already braced ourselves for his death. Like, if they got rid of one dragon, if they got rid of one dragon, because I could have I seen a, a different scenario where, like, all the dragons survived, but, like, two are damaged or really, because you want to maybe bring dragons back into the world. Mm-hmm. And one's going to be maybe tough to do that because you don't know how the... You, there's no information on dragon breeding there's anywhere in the books, all. on the shows. The only information like we that. have is if you're a Targaryen, you can walk into fire with these eggs and just come out with them hatched. Well, I think everybody has even said that like this is special to her. Like that Targaryens can't do this. They they are more Im- immune, I guess, to heat, but and fire. But they. But that they, was a special occurrence. Yeah, like she is. She is like extra special. One of a kind. Able uh, to do that. So. Yeah, I was um, 
I would I would rather have a dragon survive than Daenerys. Uh, I'm that I'm completely on board. Although, so throughout this time, they get the surprise attack. Tyrion jumps off the boat. Um, Varys washes ashore. Grey Worm he does too, and he's freaking out. Uh, they cut away to just Euron just bragging like. <laughs> Look what I did, Cersei. I just knocked out a dragon. It was glorious. Saw him sink to the bottom. And then she's like rubbing her belly like, it's going to be a great world for me, you, and our new baby boy. Which I think we both saw coming from a mile away. Well, you're going to – you're missing a big a big thing here. Well, well, take him a Sunday? I don't know. No, 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 no. I don't know if this is even – I don't know how popular this theory is, but I, I've seen it in two places, so I can figure that it's probably in some other places. More dragons. Baby dragons. In her? In Cersei? No, not in Cersei. Okay. Um, you haven't seen that theory? No. That some people think that there are more dragons coming. And there's a few there's a, there's a few little interesting things. that may, I, I don't think there are, but there's a few interesting points. And, okay. And, and allow me a, a moment to, to go through okay. this, Nick Rush. Okay, let's go. All right. So one is you get the previews for next week, and you get Euron looking up, and you hear a dragon. Okay. Um, you know, you know that the dragon's gonna have some impact on this ro- on this war. Do we really need to see that he that like Euron is noticing one? And we yeah. figure that maybe Euron's gonna get burned up by one because karma for for him taking down one. All right, so there's that. Two, you're, the scene that you were talking about before I got into it, mm-hmm. uh, Euron says to or why, why even have the scene of Cersei being like, so are you sure that that there's only one dragon left? Mm-hmm. Oh, like you yeah. know, why even add that to it? Like uh, all he had, to, all she had to do was be like, "Thank you for killing the dragon. I've got a baby. It's kind of yours." Yeah, well, it's not really yours, but I'm gonna act like that. She's it, almost it, like a, a, a watcher who's like, "Yeah, but did you see him die? Because if they didn't, if you didn't die on screen, then it could be alive still." Yeah, and some, um, and then another, another one is like I think it was season five when Daenerys gets in the Dothraki camp. Uh-huh. Like we, nobody, you don't, nobody knows where Drogon went. Drogon went. Ooh, so so like he was people, a maiden? people think that like it was like that Drogon could be a girl and like laid eggs and had a few hatchlings because you don't know exactly how much time would pass. And then there'd be another big question though, like how old would these dragons be? How much would they even be able to do? Maybe mid size. But one more and two, like, one more is like we even if Drogon survives, are we just supposed to believe that like he's going to be able to repopulate the dragon world, or is this just going to be it? This is the world's last dragon. Enjoy it. Take care of it. Don't mess it up. So uh, maybe they add more dragons to make it more believable. They're like, hey, dragons are back. Targaryens are back in rule. Maybe Jon's the ruler. Maybe Daenerys is the ruler. So um, it makes me think. I don't think we're going to see more dragons this this episode or but this it's... season. But uh, it's worth thinking about, though. It, it's it's interesting. Yeah. All right, so the Euron Cersei scene. Yeah. yeah, we knew that that was going to happen. Yeah, that that was kind of from a mile away. Um, and then I know, like one of my buddies, Masinde was his favorite. And as soon as you saw her in shackles, you were like, "She's yeah. she's a goner." Also, I didn't like seeing her distressed. I know she didn't she didn't look great. Um, I would much rather see Grey Worm dead than her. Whoa, jeez. Yeah. But he did do a, a good job playing it Mission off. <laughs> Wilson. <laughs> Wilson. It really was. I mean, on the beach and everything. Yeah. Um, Man, and I had a train of thought that I was ready to chug along down that just completely escaped me. Oh, that's a bummer, buddy. 
Yeah, it is a it's a real bummer. There's also, by the way, Cersei, and you're on that scene. One more one more point about that is leave the gates open as long as possible. I want everybody in the city to be protected. Just enough time probably to get Arya and the Hound back in the city. Ooh, that'd be nice to see. Like, why else mention how long you're going to keep the gates open? Yep, that's a good call. Because there, there would be some questions about how the hell those two would get in. Right. Like, right when a war is about to break out. Exactly. No, but that that's a very good point. You planted that seed. Because I'm almost Gross. determined that there is going to be, between the two of them, because Game Bowl's happening. Right, yeah, the 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 long-awaited Click Game Bowl. We're finally going to get it. I thought I was ready to write it off a while back, but it's happening. And I think in the process of it happening, either the mountain is going to he. They had that line when they're walking down. I don't even think they're on the King's Road, but they're they're on horseback. And she, he's like, "Well, so you're going to leave me to die again?" He's he's like, "Yes." I think in the middle of Click Game Bowl, the Hound's going to take a bad hit, and Arya is going to save the day. Yeah, and take out and finally take out the mountain. That could happen. I I think that's at a minimum. Like I think most likely he kills them, but like suffers. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa. Arya's had a lot of good things going her way. She's the one that gets taken out, and he just goes in a fit of rage and offs the mountain. Ooh, yeah, yeah. That's not a bad one either. She because she's been she's a lot of cards going her way. She's got the Lord of the Stormlands proposing to her. She's killed the Night King. Man, if the mountain takes out Obrian and Arya, people are going to lose their effing minds. Yeah. And, and, and right now, too, the mountain looks a little slow. Like he's big and all, but like, oh, can I he scratch that. his elbow? You know, like, <laughs> I was going to say, can I he touch that. his toes? Like, he looks almost too massive to even move properly. Also, does he eat? No, he's dead. Dead, dead people don't well, eat. Clearly, he's not dead. But he, he, he was dead. I mean, we were kind of led to believe that he was going to rape that um, Septa. Ooh, Septa Nella? Yeah, Septa. Does it still work? He's got Frankenstein's bolts in there? Guess it wouldn't be too veiny. You know, because it's no blood. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to let you walk that one back. Yeah. (laughs) So, anywho. So, the mountain. Um that's a good theory. I'd never thought of that. Yeah, yeah. I. They're getting in there though. Yeah, they're they're definitely getting in there. And Some people think that Arya is going to take Jamie's face. I think that's a little like too much. I would like for her to do something with faces because she did it. Like, yeah. We we Maybe know she could that Euron's. Ooh, that would be good. But he's going to be on a boat presumably, right? Throughout this whole thing. Arya likes boats. Does she? I like totos. You do. Congrats. <laughs> um, but I I think that we know that she can still change faces because she did that with Walter Frey as soon as she came back but she hasn't done it since so as much as I would like to see something like that happen I do think it's a bit on the nose but you know what though when she's killing people on her list normally she's got a face on and then she takes one off yeah right beforehand and I think it could be much more well developed TJ if we had those extra episodes like we don't know anybody on her Queen's Guard right now they were those are all big characters Throughout this whole time, like Ilian Payne and uh, uh, and now their, their names escape. I can see his face. Um, she killed one of them, um, but like all of those Kingsguard members were kind of big players in the first few seasons. That would be the ideal person to take a face of, but we don't know who any of them are besides the Mountain. Yeah, don't remind me, man. 
and she'll be. I know they it, they should have uh, much had a much longer season or another uh, season altogether, but uh, and maybe not that episode two that we got that I said mm-hmm. that we were going to regret because it took up a lot of time. Here we are, one more time. Don't have it. Oh, here we are. Here we are. But it it did um, it did end with a nice little bang, and it happens after Vares is pretty adamantly like, "Hey, Daenerys, let's not do this. Let's not go sack King's Landing." And he, we we called that from a mile away that there was going to be some sort of. Oh, I'm doing this for the realm. Like going all the way back to when they had that meeting in Dragonstone uh, a season ago, or it might even been two seasons ago. Um, at least, wh- uh, at least they're persistent with with Varys. Yes, they are, and but and he 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 really laid it all on the line talking with Tyrion. Like he's basically done with Daenerys. Yeah, that was not a very subtle conversation. At all. Like, Tyrion has to know that that's coming. He's just asking him, don't do it. There is a little truth to, like, Varys, I get it. You want to help the common people as much as possible, but chill. Chill, dude. You've been, I mean, you went to Robert Baratheon. You went from a Targaryen to Robert Baratheon. And then you went to Joffrey, I guess, maybe. And then, you know, you had a maybe a little say in Tommen, or you didn't. But now you wanted to go to Daenerys, and then... Now you want to switch again? Like, Come there's on. a little truth to let's just see one out for a little bit longer, and and then we if we got rid of the Mad King, we can get rid of any of them because well, at that point the the Targaryen dynasty was incredibly strong. And at this point too, like, what's he good for? I guess he'd be good for once you started ruling. But at this point, what kind of good advice is he going to get? He doesn't have whispers out in the country lands and the river. You know what I mean? Like he's good for functioning in King's Landing. So I'm assuming she's keeping him around for after when he when she rules. But at this point, why why keep that guy around who's not willing to just pledge undying loyalty to you when he's served as many kings as he served? You know, it it just the the act of trusting that. So it it makes Agreed. me beg yeah. the question where He's obviously going to try to make a move if Daenerys survives the upcoming battle. I think that's it, almost see, unless something drastic happens. That seems she, that seems obvious, and it, it was a little like I liked that scene a lot. It was a little awkward that Tyrion was like, uh, "No, like I'm going to stay with her." Then, like, this is my queen, and he was like, "Well, I'm gonna we're gonna change stuff," which. I like the – I always like the classic Tyrion Varys back and forth, but, like, is he – if he's if you're really with her, Tyrion, like, do something about Varys. Get rid of him. It's true. Obviously, he's, like, planting still, the seeds. I have a theory. Maybe it's Tyrion. I still have a theory that, like, somebody is relaying information back to Cersei. For, like, there's somebody in camp that is giving this mes- message to Kyburn or whoever it may be. Because, the and this could be Ravens, it probably is. This one's kind of easier to debunk. But how did how did they know that the wall fell, presumably as quickly as they did? You know, yeah. That that's something to to ponder. Uh, how did they know that they had won the war against the dead? Again, potentially Ravens. Again, but, but why would you be relaying it to your enemy? 
How, yeah, like and you who know? like who would have relayed that to well, their enemy? Exactly. We we have no known knowledge of a spy network. We know that Kyburn has convinced the children of King's Landing, but there's no reason to believe that he has outside sources that, yeah. that we know about. Uh, and then the biggest one for me is like. Homeboy Euron was just chilling, waiting for them. Chilling. That one at least, like, has a little juice to it where you're like, well, if you want to be on the attacking end, you surprise them because you just assume the Targaryen's going to go back to Dragonstone. Now, the timing of knowing to wait at that perfect time, that's a different story. Like, when to be back in a cove. Like, are you just going out there and sitting there every day, like, waiting until they come back? Like, how, how is the the team without dragons surprising the team with dragons? Yeah. Unless they had some info, inside info of, like, hey, we're, we're we're coming around the bend. I don't know if you can send ravens from boats. I would Those imagine you maybe could. Exactly. Um, and then that, and that, you bringing that up does just remind me of how annoying that, like, we had a whole episode where we had to have all this information sharing process that the viewers already knew. Yeah. Except in King's Landing, they know all that information already. Like, yeah, but they bring, they let us know that they know it somehow. Um, and then two, or three or four, or whatever number I'm on, Tyrion, Cersei paid a hitman river run, which is in like the top eight of places to rule mm-hmm. in Westeros. And... Clearly sees that he's still alive. We're led to believe that Cersei will do anything to win. I mean, she blew up the fucking Sept. And she doesn't kill him? She doesn't kill... She doesn't try to kill all of them. I mean, that was a huge, huge, I think, untrue or hole in a storyline. Because she would have absolutely tried to wipe them out. And guess what? If the dragon makes a play on the castle, oh no, that's not good. But that's your area that you have the most scorpion. So if you can't get them right then and there when he's that close to you and you have troops lined up on the wall, all across the wall, uh, I'm sorry. If she would blow up the Sept, she would kill all of them instantly and first and foremost Tyrion because he is right there. It's just not true. Like that's that, – that I don't know if Tyrion is like du- double-crossing ever, the uh, Daenerys' camp, but it certainly seems like he could be. Think, Maybe they don't go down that wormhole, but like somebody's got to be leaking information, and two, Cersei would kill Tyrion unless there was some sort of deal. So counterpoint to to your point, because whenever Tyrion did walk up, I was like, well, why wouldn't she just take him out? So they, they, they didn't have a lot of people there, you know? Like, just wipe out the Dragon Queen, and then you pretty much won the war. And, you, and John would probably be like, uh, oh, I don't give a shit. I'll go back go to back north. And if you want to come up here and fight me, then... Bring it on. Exactly. So I think the the motivation behind it is that obviously Daenerys was trying to show good face. And if the whole realm finds out that you weren't willing to show good faith to like a little peace offering meeting, then it's you're going to be dealing with civil war for a long freaking time. And also, I, I think the Sept of Baylor thing, I'm sure that there's rumors in the streets, but like... It's not like she was sitting there t- saying, all right, pull the trigger, let's go. So I think there was some of it where you have to kind of play the honorable game. You have to be a Tywin Lannister for a little bit of it and act like you're a good person just to sh- if for the masses. Counterpoint, I would say that you could also play the card that she's going to be able to convince everybody in there that this army didn't stop the army of the dead. Because you know that got out there that, like, the zombies were real. 
if you had it at that big council, you know that would link to leak out to everybody for months, and then you're going to be able to convince them that that didn't happen, and that there are these foreign invaders that are only wanting their blood hungry and whatever else you want to make them out to be. But then you, but on the flip of the coin, you couldn't convince them that they made the first move out on the battlefield right then and there. That the dragon just didn't go mad and start trying to burn stuff, so you all had to take out the, take them out right then and there. Like if you could spin one, you could spin the other. Is my point. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But from a but they didn't take them out. And, so. and, and it and it was good that they didn't. And I think that the way that it played out was the right way for it to play out. Um, because Cabern. He's good at bringing people back to life and cutting off arms and whatnot, but he's not good. He's not the the skilled wordsmith, um, and so I like that you had Tyrion just directly talking to Cersei, even though you knew it was going to do absolutely no good. Like if he he tried playing with her last season and he thought they came to agreement when obviously they didn't. Yeah. So you knew it wasn't going to work, and I like that at That's least so true. at least for a moment Cersei acted like that she was going to get Tyrion. And the thing is. Going back as far as we can remember, those two have been going back and forth. They've been going back and forth. And for the longest time, especially early on, when he was the hand of the king, he had the upper hand. And now, I think ever since then, ever since Blackwater, she's really gotten his number. And also, I know uh, kind of the same point that you just made, but slightly different. Um, If you had that conversation in that room and she broke that promise – what chance in hell do you have going up to her and being like, hey, surrender, we can end this, and everybody can live peacefully and happily? What? Oh, like, she's just more pregnant? Is he going to be like, oh, the hormones must be kicking in today? Like, she come lied on. to your face, presumably. Again, that's another conversation Game of Thrones didn't freaking show us. Yep. I mean, you have a sister that wants to kill her little brother. I mean, We just get the lead into yeah, you don't, it. You like, don't get on. that. That's just so... Yeah, that that kind of bothered me as well. So you know that going and pleading for peace was never going to work. That, that kind of felt like wasted time a little bit. But I guess they had to kill Masinda somehow. It, it it really did a good job though building up the the tension before they um, before they eventually did off Masinda. You knew she didn't stand a chance. Really was a big fan of her last words. I even kind of said it. Come on. Did you like that? Because our buddy Trevor Kelsey did not like it. Oh, I thought it was perfect. It was every, and in fact, I thought when she said it that all of a sudden Drogon might just come swoop in and just burn him up. But I thought it was appropriate because that's the last bit of advice she has for her friend. That's what it served as. Yeah, I said it had like two meanings. It was one like, "I got you, girl. I see you. Yeah, I'm, I, lo- I love you. I'm going down I'll, swinging. And also, yeah, burn these mothers. Yeah." Like, they suck. They are awful humans. They're going to decapitate a prisoner at a peace talk. Like, yeah. now, if, if, this is a hell of a way to go out, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. if I'm, if I'm going to go down as a prisoner, much better way than Ilaria Sand went down. All right. All right. Entertain this for a second. Okay. And buckle up while you're at it. Ooh. We're like led to believe. Well, we're not led to believe. You cut off a chicken's head, that chicken can still kind of go. Hog wild a little bit. According to Creed Bratton, you can do that to a human, too. Uh, well, that's kind of where I'm going here. Okay. And we would have to think that falling off a, I don't know, like a six-story building, like that would hurt your body. Very much so. Like, I'm not so sure if you do that even with a head that you would 
uh, survive. Well, no, no, you wouldn't survive. You would die. But I, like, you would maybe bleed out, or like, I don't think you die on impact. Okay. I think you maybe have a slow death. Yeah. So, if you can still, I, I guess it kind of depends like where you your pain. I don't know. Do you think Masindi felt pain when she hit the ground? No. Because like so. what? Because if if that's the case, then that kind of ends up being like a horrible death. But it could be so. je- it could be just long enough for her to still kind of feel pain in her body. See, I think that if anything, you would feel the like f- sensation of falling, like when you wake up and you're like, you're when you're falling in a dream and you wake up and your your breath's oh, kind of taken away. You're gonna creep some people out because that happens to a lot of people, and now they're gonna think about next time that happens. I remember when Nick Roush said that I'm basically like Masindi getting my head cut off it, and yep. kicked off a tower. Except your head is still on. I, I, th- I th- you also don't know that though. I also thought you were gonna say what was worse, just getting kicked off of that and like dying on impact, or getting your head cut off first. Oh, I agree. They gave her a cleaner death. Yeah. Yeah, kicking her off would be horrible. But but <laughs> landing on your. Oh. But if they kick her off or cut off her head and kick her off, and she felt the pain, that's a double whammy. That is a double. That's what whammy. we in the biz call a double whammy. That's what we call in the biz. And then the aftermath, of course, is Gray Worm just like. Uh, so you know that he's going to come out in rampage mode to start the next battle. And Daenerys. And Daenerys just mugging. It's, it's, she's been a great meme this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, very I, meme I think, was, I think she had a good acting episode. People get on Amelia Clark for her acting. She had, she did. I think she did had Especially, a good episode. I mean, from start to finish, the little smirk she was given while they were pumping up John, and then all of a sudden she's like, shit, they like it more. Yeah. Like, it from you can... Was it maybe a bit on the nose sometimes? Maybe a little bit, but I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I uh, I thought she she did a good job. There was a little part of me that thought like she's gonna go crazy and do like a little bit of a Jon Snow at the Battle of the Bastards, just pull out the sword, yeah, and like just get on her dragon and be like, let's just start burning. Yeah. Like like you said with Miss Indi saying that that she would just start start burning people up, and then at that moment like Jon's troops show up and. Then you you know the battle yeah. just starts and they're able to break in and and, be and crazy. stuff gets crazy. But uh, it looks like that's not going to happen. Nope, nope. Uh, there's going to be some more coming up. Before I wanted to talk about the next episode, I did want to say that as much as we've been kind of crapping on this for you know a while, crapping uh, on what? You know, we've been poking holes on the the episode. No, we've been critical, but like I yeah, still entertained. See, and, and my my big thing was TJ is. This was one that was going to be awfully hard to be like, so what's next? And we knew that it was, it was going to be the come down and then the build up. And I think all in all, I was really happy with my view. Like once the episode was over, I was like, holy crap. Give me a cigarette over here. Jesus. That was, that oh, was a lot, oh, you know? Oh, cigarettes are bad for you. What do you how would you know? You've every, never tried. Every cigarette takes seven years off your life. You've never, you've never tried. That's the stat, man. Is that the stat? Seven years. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it was one of those that, like, I, all in all, I was very pleasantly surprised at what went down in that episode, aside from a few things here and there. Yeah, there's stuff that made me mad. And, again, you can check a little box next to the, to the sloppiness aspect of this season, and that was no different in this latest episode. But the point of Game of Thrones is to be entertained. I was entertained. Um, it could have been better. I wish it was better. If they mm-hmm. had more episodes, if they had another season, it would be better. They don't, so they're having to kind of rush things together, and that makes things 
a little bit difficult. But losing a dragon like that is a Game of Thrones all-timer. Yeah, man. Nobody saw it coming right then. Not even close. We thought that she was probably going to lose another dragon. But But didn't think it was going to be right at that moment, really before the war even starts. Man. And see, and that's kind of like Kentucky Thrones Radio. We might surprise you. We're going to entertain you. And we couldn't do it without our friends at Brownfield and Dufour Law Firm in Louisville, Kentucky. DJ, did you know they're a law firm that specializes in personal injury cases? Uh, Dufour. Dufour. Yeah, but have you heard what they call it in France? No, no, I have not. Because they specialize as a cases in Louisville and Indiana. They can, they're licensed in both states. So you get hurt here, there, anywhere. You can call Brownfield and Dufour at 502-458-5222 or visit them at bdlawky.com. The attorneys at Brownfield Dufour, they, they're big Game of Thrones fans, and they're happy to support this podcast. So obviously you can trust those guys. You can't trust Varys. You can probably trust Tyrion. You can't trust Sansa because she's going to snitch. They will not snitch on you. You can trust the attorneys at Brownfield before. Give them a call at 502-458-5222, located conveniently in downtown Louisville. They will take care of you at bdwallky.com. Let me say that number a little slower. 502-458-5222. That's the stuff. Really rolls off the tongue. Oh, yeah. That's a good phone number. Sure. Yeah, because you can say Great phone number for a great law group. <laughs> I think they call it a law firm. In law the biz. firm, yeah. I think us we're common, not in the biz. Us common for call it a group of group of lawyers. <laughs> group of lawyers. Hey, what do they call a group of lawyers? Damn, let me Google it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that is a Michael Scott joke. The deposition. Really? Yeah. Because he's like, oh, I've heard that one before. Oh, but not. But some firms are not groups. But all groups are groups. Oh wow! This just went down a scary hole. Interesting. Let's um, while you're looking up law terms, let's think about what's going to actually happen in this next upcoming battle. Now, I think, I think we can say that is Battle of the Bastards still the creme de la creme of Game of Thrones battles. Um, it's number one for me still. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I I still think Battle of Blackwater Bay was. Was revolutionary. It was, but I my I think Battle of the Bastards, all in all, is the most like eye opening kind of spectacle. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then Battle for Winterfell was kind of different because the battle scenes itself were good, mm-hmm. certainly not the best, right? Just because it was so dark, and you know, it was all right. I, I was okay with it. It was just. They brought winter with them. It's going to be dark in the winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, you know, get with the program. But yeah. it just, they focused, like, the, the dramatic part of that was killing the Night King. Right. And the way the- Arya did it, the surprise that it was going to be Arya. Um, Battle Blackwater just had it all. It was gruesome at times. It was it was cunning. It was, uh, there was twists. There was turns. Mm-hmm. I laughed. I cried. Um, so I, I would go Battle of the Bastards, though. Now, I think this one, because this is the battle to end all battles, I think it has the potential to be, to rival Battle of the Bastards because it has all of the elements that we kind of mentioned previously where you're tr- you're trying to get the one queen. You know, you're trying to take Cersei down. There's probably going to be some sort of water element. 
because they're, they're going to have people out in the harbor, you know, you're going to have the uh, Iron Fleet there. Yara is probably going to show up out of nowhere. Uh, she better she better show up. Um, so between that and having a dragon with a lot of stakes on the line, and we don't necessarily know how it's all going to go down because John's army showing up and like, are they really going to storm King's Landing? Like that hasn't turned out well for anybody. So I think the amount of mystery and how optically, like not only can you have a great battle outside of the walls going on, you can have great aerial, you can have by sea. And once you get in, there's going to be some sort of chase, whether it's between the Hound and Arya. So I, I think this one has the potential that even though obviously we hyped up the, the, the battle at Winterfell much more, I think this one could be the best of the bunch. Yeah, well, that's a that is a hot take. Are you are you gonna predict Stand it? Stand behind it. Yeah, why don't you go on and make it a prediction? I'm gonna go ahead and say yeah, I'm gonna make that my prediction because here's the thing, TJ. I, this is the one where we thought we knew what was gonna happen in a lot of cases, and I think this time it's so up in the air. I don't now. I don't think most people expect Cersei to win, but. All these people that we've been kind of thought were going to eventually die, they're still it's hanging it. around, and you know, like let's briefly go down that that road. What did we think? Who did we think was going to win each battle? Blackwater, I think, was a toss up. Yeah, that, I think we probably thought that Lannisters were going to win, but I don't think it was a, a home run. No, yeah, it, especially you're, you're exact- with Melis- Melisandre, who could just you know you didn't know what she was going to do. Right. So I I went into that thinking they could win. I didn't think they were going to like completely eliminate the Lannisters, like maybe Cersei escapes or something like that, yeah, and it's her on the run, and right. she goes somewhere else. But um, So that one was somewhat of a toss-up, mm-hmm. trying to go in order. Um, Battle of the Bastards. That one was... Our hard home. I don't know. I guess we didn't know hard home was coming. That was kind of a... Yeah, that just kind of came, came out, out of nowhere. nowhere. Uh, uh, Battle of the Bastards, we knew John wasn't dying. We Yes, but they did a really good job of like... Yeah, they, thinking you that Ramsey had the upper hand throughout the entire battle. You're you're right about that, but going into that episode, we were like, we're gonna get the battle of the bastards, and John's getting they're getting back. They're getting their revenge. Yeah. yeah, like at some point, you're gonna have to knock off Ramsey. Right. Uh so we we knew that one. The battle for Winterfell, battle for Winterfell, we knew. And we, I think we all they weren't of... ending the series in episode three. <laughs> yeah like they you know they weren't gonna eliminate all those people right then and there. And again, they did a great job of making us be like, wait. Wait, are they? Like, yeah. Is it just going to be Cersei versus the dead now? Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell is going on here? Um, that was, but it was well done. But we mm-hmm. knew it was going to happen. Right. You're right on this one. I think we know Cersei's going to get it. Like that, she, her time has come. Yeah. Like yeah. she's like she's not making it out of this alive. And I think we know Euron's going to get it. Like, I, I, I think the bigger question and the biggest mystery that goes into this is who survives it from Daenerys's camp Man. and Jon's camp because there's just. A, a, enough survived it to where there still feels like a lot of stakes. And like we talked about earlier, those freaking scorpions, they're everywhere. Yeah. And they were killing machines. So like in an ideal world, you just use the dragon from up top to kind of open up things. But like how do you even use Drogon? Because if you do use him, you also run the threat of having Daenerys taken out. And you can't have her taken out that early. So that's what makes there, – there's just a lot of intrigue around it. And I, I think it can be the best of the best for that exact reason. And predicting how we get there, though, that that's where I'm, I'm having a tough time, TJ. Yeah, it's going to be 
It's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I think we can all agree that everybody has like Cersei on the bad guy team. Mm-hmm. And like Daenerys is the good is the very, good guy. Very good bad guy. And Daenerys is was once the very good guy, especially when she was, you know, breaker of chains and all that. Yeah. And now she's kind of on that like, but is she the mad king you know, she's the mad king's daughter, so she might be a loose cannon. She's over here trying to burn up thousands of innocent people. Yeah. Um that's true. But you I think most people would cheer for Daenerys just to figure her shit out, kind of mm-hmm. calm down a little bit, learn to work as a as a team, <laughs> come yeah. together, stop being a selfish mf'er as John Calipari would would say, and but that probably isn't going to happen. But you're going to have, I think, most likely somebody from the good side that is actually and truly good win. I think they're going to try to have some resemblance of a happy ending. Yeah. With giving you, like, with in typical Game of Thrones fashion, they'll give you something nice, but you're going to have to pay for it. No, you're, and I think you're exactly right. And I think the most logical form of that is the battle's not looking good. Daenerys gets mad, hops on the dragon, starts burning stuff up, gets hit, and is about to die. Like, John avenges her or something like that. Or, or John, tries to save her. John murders her. Angel's not murdering her. What if she like starts burning down the city and realizes like, oh, I, oh, I've won. Like I've killed their entire army, and she's just like chilling in the throne room with John. And John's like, you just killed twenty five thousand people. Like everybody you killed was innocent. And what if she's like laughing mad too? Like they really hit it home that she's like the mad queen. Oh, and they'd the, give her like an evil laugh. I bet she would butcher it. And like, I can't imagine Amelia Clark and, doing like a. <laughs> and like Jon Snow, Jon Snow becomes like the Kingslayer, and then Jamie walks in, and they're like, "Oh, oh hey, shit, cheers." Yeah, <laughs> been there. <laughs> so we Eskimo Bros now. How does this work? <laughs> yeah. Um, that's man. That is, you planted that seed there though, and it actually. It would be more of a like Varys comes in and convinces him that he needs to be the ruler. I could see that, and she doesn't. She's lost a lot of her right. Like the people who are, she lost her main bitch Jorah, the guy who was there the entire time. She's lost Masinde. Now Grey Worm's one of the only OGs left. So she's got John and Grey. Like those are her closest allies right now. And, and I Tyrion. guess Tyrion. And Tyrion's just given her bad advice time after time after time. Well, they will they finally like. There's can they just come up with a good plan? Like they've had so many. Like please just come up with a good plan. You know what? I agree 100, percent and it like means something to me. Like please show us that we've only got two episodes left. Please show us a good military move so we can trust you all when the show ends. <laughs> yes. Like, like when we have to like think about it in our heads, like, well, you know, what would happen? All right, John's ruling, but Nerys died. The dragon's dead. John has to stay in King's Landing. Will he be able to get enough support to get a big army? How will that go? Who will he marry? Uh, show us a good battle plan so we don't just think like, oh, these idiots are going to blow it in two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like give us some faith here that you all know what you're doing. Like the the first the first big army from Essos is just going to plow right through these idiots. Give us something. Give us like somebody sneaking in and being able to open the gates where they're able to like pour in and cause hell just instantly. So We need uh, it. Yeah, we do need it. And you know, you know what's going to be funny to see too is that uh, – Strickland guy, the Golden Company leader, 
he got one scene or he, uh, two technically. He was on the boat and he was in the throne room. You they, don't think we're seeing him again? No, we're going to see him again. This is going to be his third. They, they basically just got him for one episode only. He was on retainer. The other two episodes, they're like, well, I guess we'll shoot him at the same time. Um, just get his episodes in. Well, I think they were just like, uh, sir, we got to get Cersei a lot more troops because if not, her army was pretty much decimated. Yeah. So here's this homeboy. He looks like Prince Charming. Uh, well, you'll see him like twice more. Yeah. Ooh, Grey Worm will kill him. No, They'll give one Grey Worm hoo-ah. Maybe. I still think there's a chance that the Golden Company turns, although that's looking less likely. Yeah. Because also they brought like all these peasants into King's Landing. Mm-hmm. And I know their idea is just so you can't like burn everything down. Right. But what about also like your military would have to be taking up a ton of room too. Like Especially it, that many people. It would be tough for them to operate with so many people in there. And I know like part of the draw would be, all right, if they get in the castle, then it's going to be kind of mass confusion and, and it's going to be chaos and chaos is good for the defensive team in that situation. But just even doing your normal daily operations, like having to go through thousands and thousands of commoners, it'd be tough. Yeah, would be. It's um, tripping all over yourselves. Yeah, you would be. We Stop saw in tripping. the Battle of the Bastards, like people were tripping, piling up. Which, so like, are they just the original plan was to lay siege? They're obviously not going to do that because we know Game of Thrones isn't taking their time. So <laughs> what if they did, and this episode was just like another build up. Just like a siege for the entire episode. Yeah, what if like the war really wasn't even this episode? <laughs> God, I would be, be pissed. Yeah, I would be too. Um, but totally pissed. So, in the first Battle of Blackwater. Stannis actually got in. They like did the charging oh. of the walls. Stannis got it in. Yeah, he all did. right. We with Mysandra. There we go. The Manus. Um, but they like charged the walls with the cool little like ramming horn and uh, the. Uh, he also got it in with Celsie Baratheon, his wife. I can't believe you remembered her name. I googled it. Yeah. <laughs> but but it, it, listen, Stannis had sex, buddy. So don't forget it. Yeah, well, I know you certainly have it. Um, <laughs> they uh, so, but the tactics they used to get in seemed like they were pretty decent. They just didn't have enough people because so many of them got burnt up. Do we see similar things where they try to use like a ramming horn and uh, to to bust down the gates and then go in that way, or are they going to take a completely different approach? I don't know. I think I think somebody's sneaking in. Sneaking in and then letting the, letting, letting letting the, the gates, gates open. open. Although, like, you think that, like... That'd be a Jamie Lannister kind of thing to do because you've only got one arm. But they would be under such heavy protection. Like, you couldn't sneak an army in. Yeah. Maybe they'll, they'll I mean, spin Tyrion, it some way. Tyrion snuck them out last there, there, time. There are, so like, like, a lot of gates and stuff like that. Maybe they can get them in a gate, but... It it would seem like that would I'm I'm kind of walking back on that prediction now. You know what? I'm walking forward in it because I feel you like because I feel like any other way, the odds are almost stacked against them behind those walls. So that the only way for it to really because there's a lot of scorpions, and I I think Daenerys is mad as she is about Masende. I think she's going to be hesitant to take Drogon out in the middle of all of that fire. I still just can't get over that Euron scene looking up and hearing dragons. And, like, I know there's only, like, a 2% chance it could happen, but, like, I just want it to be, like, 10 dragons. That'd be great. I mean, just <laughs> imagine, like, you know, there's moments in Game of Thrones, if you watch with people or maybe you watch by yourself, I don't know, 
but if you watch with people, there's moments, there's like oh shit moments where people lose their minds. That would be one of them if there was just ten dragons there. I it, I don't know if I'll watch it with my group of friends on Sunday or not, but if I'm if I'm with them, I know for sure they're going to all just go lose crazy and be like, oh my god, there's more dragons. <laughs> oh my god, it's dragons! But it would happen, and that would be pretty cool. Yeah. And then Euron just be like, "We're screwed," and maybe they even kill a few of them, like to get the number back down to like you know four, a, or a, a reasonable, a respectable three. number. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Between that I'm and sneaking in, I know you really are getting your hopes up. Yeah. And the thing is, though, is if it does happen, I'm going to be disappointed that you tipped us off on it. What if the – I doubt this happens, but what if the Lannisters go, like, out into the field and they're, like, doing some, like, hand-to-hand compact, combat and they're fighting the Golden Company as well, mm-hmm. and then, like, Arya or Jamie or somebody sneaks in, kills Cersei, and they get everybody – and they've, like, snuck in a small army and basically win from the inside out, get the Lannisters to drop their troops or to their swords mm-hmm. and then go into Jamie's command. Cause he's leading the Lannister army now. Ooh. And I'm sure it probably wouldn't work just like that, but it'd be more like, all right, you all get to surrender. You're going to get everything back. You're going right. to go back free and live in the Westerlands under Jamie. But Jamie's also going to have some loyalists too. So if you get any funny business, he'll kill you then. But like, basically you're getting a fresh restart under Jamie and they just call off the, the fight. That could happen, right? That could happen. I think, with the death of Rhaegal, I think the most guaranteed thing is that we're going to get some cool Jon Snow moments just in the field fighting. Where, really, last week, all we got was him running from Viserion. Mm-hmm. Undead Viserion. Yelling at him. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. The, hey, it worked. You're a dragon. <laughs> but I, I think we are going to get some cool hand-to-hand combat with Jon. Uh, we're due for it. Um, but aside from that, I just I just like the way that your brain's been turning this this episode, TJ. I've, I've, you've given me way too much time to think, Nick Roush. How long are we, are we at right now? Mm, we're pretty long. We're at a, a buck thirty. Um, oh wow, that's it, great. The one thing that I didn't mention though, TJ, it, that when talking about last episode, the one that like enraged me was John's freaking send off to everybody, but most especially to Ghost. Yeah. The dire wolf that he's basically like he he's. They don't do it as much. They really only did it with Bran in the show but in the books he does a lot of like i'm dreaming that i'm ghost running around killing animals like the dire wolf is a part of him and all you're gonna do is give him like an ominous look away with with how little we've seen ghosts it didn't like it's stupid like what like what do you do like we get the cgi thing man i'm so sick of hearing about the cgi don't blame everything on the cgi he's pet a dog before you can make him a a, a white husky just get seriously just get a white husky and and and, and, use camera tricks like come on like they've been doing it for years okay you can make him look huge just be that that was that made me so flipping mad because you're me you're you mean to tell me that this dog that he's had through thick and thin through it all and he's just gonna like see a ghost. Yeah, the thing like, that the thing that pisses me off the most is I like we see so little of ghosts that like all right, whatever, ghost isn't gonna be in the show anymore, big deal. But it's just a dumb like military tactic too. This thing is like a killing your own personal bodyguard. Yeah, that is a killing freaking machine. I mean, look what happened whenever uh, uh, Rob didn't bring him around. Catelyn told him keep him close. It's the most vicious 
shield you could ever have. Because that's what it is. It's like going to take a bullet for you, but along the way it's going to eat 17 and people. And remind all of those Southerners that you're the Northern badass. Yeah. Like, it just, oh, it's just so infuriating. All because of the CGI budget. That's just, that, see, and that's the part that I think is ridiculous about this all. You can't just blame not making the show awesome. Oh, CGI. Give me a freaking break, HBO. That we should have brought that up. That was a stupid scene. Uh, can we talk like what what's up with Samwell? Yeah, I thought he was gonna be like, like is he gonna be a maester or is he just gone? Is he where's he going? Is he hanging out in Winterfell? Is he going back to his home? Is he going back to the Citadel? Is he going to the wall? Like, is well, he restarting the? We know where he is definitely going, and that's to Pound Town. <laughs> he sure is. Of oh, course, yeah. he's like trying to explain himself, Sam. What goof? Like, we get it, Sam. We yeah, like John works. died. He technically like served his his time at the Night's Watch. I'm, I'm sorry. Excuse me. What what got you out of it, buddy? Yeah, start it back up. Uh, yeah, come on. You're the, literally the only one left. You should be. It's your responsibility, and just, duty to do that. She's like, no, I'm just staying here and just gonna oh. keep on popping out babies with Gilly. John ru- rules the Iron Throne, and first order is executing Sam for obeying the Night's Watch. <laughs> Disobeying the Night's Watch, I should say. Uh, I just, I like that, like, every, all of those people who were staying behind, it was mostly for the sex. Jamie's just like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, you know, it's pretty good. Well, winter, winter fell that time of year. Yeah, it's cold, awfully cold. They put something in the springs and just gets everybody all hopped up. Fresh spring water. Man. That's why they call it the Porkin Town. I thought it's where winter fell. No, well, more than winter. <laughs> I can make, you know, we don't have to get into. Yeah, no, we don't have to get into that. We are better than those jokes. Are we? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, we're better. Okay. Yeah, we're we're going we're gonna to. So, by the end of, by the end of the next episode, TJ, who is going to be coming out on top? Whoever is having sex with Brienne. <laughs> <laughs> Because of her can't, height, you can't get that out of your mind. Um, no, I'm just kind of going off. That the, was that the was a, that joke. was a great joke. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, I've always been wanting to make tall people jokes. Yeah, you finally have to climb it. <laughs> it is kind of funny. That was like a, a fun moment, but I like. I also think they kind of just somewhat kind of rushed. Like, oh, brothers back together. Like, there was one point that I wanted to kill you because you killed our dad. They at least had the like. As much as they've rushed through some things, they've had good moments between characters. But yeah, they have. They've been they short-lived, also, but they've been nice little quips. They also had Jamie say that like next time he sees him, he's gonna kill him. So, anywho, I was it was cool to see. Like you feel like the Lannister bros need to be together. Yeah, bros before the hoe. Maybe we'll see how things work out. I know. It would be nice if one of those prophecies came true. We got a Volunkar. We haven't really got the Azora High. Prince of his promise. Maybe Lightbringer is Arya and she just keeps on murdering people with it. Um, maybe. Uh, also, well, never mind. We'll forget about it. Let, let's do like one or two questions because we did ask. Oh, we asked for H- questions. Here's one. I've got a few. Okay. Michael says, why do you think Bran can see the future? Also, like, what the hell is Bran up to? He's talking about the model of his wheelchair. Like, come on, Bran. Get... He says he doesn't. Darren have, Targaryen. Got he it, says yeah. he doesn't have wants, but he like is kind of bragging about how cool his wheelchair is. Like you clearly have wants, brah. Um, but he says, why do you think Bran can see the future? There has been no proof that he can, and it, and is it discussed in the books? I don't know. He had some typos in it. Um, in the books, he could only see out of what things that happened in front of heart trees or weirwoods. 
he absolutely has, has predicted the future in this show. Um, or at least guided towards the future, would ha- which would have to believe, he, believe he, us that he knows it. He at least set things up in the he, past. He got Arya the he gave her the dagger every yeah. time. Why would he give her the dagger? He said that the this is a big one. He said the Night King was going to come for him. Yeah, he came for him. Yep. Uh, he needed to be in the Weirwood Forest. That's where he was. Mm-hmm. Like he 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 can seemingly see some of the future, but not like. Uh, he can't like tell people ve- what's going to happen because then otherwise it doesn't happen that way. Yes, and he knows where he needs like where things need to be for the action to happen. And hopefully, he at least gave John some sort of instructions before he goes marching down the King's Road. Yeah, or hopefully, and that was the thing too. He probably didn't though. Like Bran, that's another like oh gosh, Bran. You know what I said, and when we were doing all the preseason episodes, that I was like. Only six episode season, only one season left. Like they are not going to appropriately handle this. Like they're mm. gonna just like you, you, you could honestly do without the entire brand storyline if you think about it. The only thing he did was get us in a position to kill the Night King, but like we could also just do that by chance. Like they could have just beaten them just because they were the better army, not well, because they knew where they needed to be or what they needed to do. I think it's just more unfortunate the way that he was used. In that, like, he was so... They even had, like, a season without him. Like, he clearly wasn't as... Like, they they just misused him. Yeah, no, they did. That's exactly what it was. Because, really, if all you're using him is for R plus L equals J, that's a huge waste. It's a huge waste. Like, you can do so much more with that. And I hope that when George R. Martin finally gets around to writing these damn books, that he will be used properly. But that's wishful thinking, that he'll actually finish those books. Yeah. What other questions have we got? Um, somebody said Varys is going to die next episode. Not much a question as a statement. Do you think mm-hmm. he dies? I actually think that's probably a, a pretty good guess. That's a pretty good prediction. Because I could finally see like somebody catching wind of Varys' bullshit. Or maybe, like you said, Tyrion is... Proves his loyalty yeah, like, by hey, killing Varys. You, know, you wonder where I'm at here. Varys is saying all this stuff. Um, all right. Let's see if there's any other good ones. Um, somebody said, by the way, Cersei said, are you sure the dragon is dead? I think there's a chance he's not. Otherwise, why ask the question? Like, what do you think? Well, maybe the dragon is dead, but there's more dragons. I did find that interesting though, that, that they added that little comment. Yeah. And, and word choice is, is as sloppy as some scenes are. Word choice has proven to be important. A lot of the various discussions we had earlier. Yeah. Um, over under how many ladies pod has gotten with in Westeros hashtag pod, the bod that's from Luke. Ooh, pod, the bod. I like that. <laughs> Probably several. Um, somebody said, will Nick show up to Keith Stewart, our buddy? Uh, he said, will, any, will Nick show up to work anytime in the month of May? Fair, fair question. <laughs> Very fair question. All right. Uh, maybe there's one more serious one. <laughs> um, odds that Arya kills Daenerys. Who Daenerys. Probably not good. And that 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 would feel a little off because she likes John and she's not gonna try to like. As much as they've had their disagreements, she's not gonna kill off his lover. Aunt. Yeah. So the odds that she kills somebody impactful pretty high, but the odds that she takes out Daenerys I think are very low. Not putting a number on it though. I um I kind of agree with that. I I ultimately wish that they would somehow we could have this idealistic where it's Daenerys and John and they're together and live happily ever after. 
But I got a feeling they're just not going to let Daenerys achieve her ultimate destiny. The one that thing that she's been chasing since this show started. Come up just short. I think it's gonna. She's gonna get to the last hole and then slice it into the woods and triple bogey. Well, John Vandeville. So you don't think she puts on the jacket, then shits down her leg? Oh, no, it's ten. She's and ten cupping it and collapse. No, I don't. Because uh. I could see her like getting it, or like you know defeating Cersei, knowing she's defeated Cersei, but then a group of people being like, "Ish, don't think so. You're a little too batshit cray cry for us." <laughs> I think this is, I mean, that's the lines they're using, actually. Did you get a script? <laughs> <laughs> you, you got that from the script, what didn't you? What a bear just like, uh-uh, Ish don't think so. <laughs> you batshit cray-cray, and then, like, snaps. Oh, man. Does, like, a dramatic, like. That would be impeccable. And then, like, John's in the background, like, moving his hips, too, being like, uh-uh. I'm the real talk every <laughs> And then they break out in song. <laughs> I would love, I would love <laughs> if they stupid. had like a really dumb like alternate ending. Oh, that would just, uh, it would be just funny. a mess with this. Yeah, I, I would be and all, like all a, for skirt? it. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I'm still like, there's a little two percent of me would just laugh my ass off and love it if at the end of Game of Thrones it was just like a giant waking up, because you know how they say that. The uh, I don't know if it's old Nan or somebody, but they're like some people think that the world is just we're we're living in a giant's eyeball. Are you not familiar with that? I just know old Nan and her tales. I guess that's one of them. That's one of them. Hmm. But that'd be hilarious if they just or it was just a dream or it was all Bran's dream. He wakes up on his bed and he's still like seven years old. His legs don't work. And then all of a sudden they start playing uh, Biggie. It was all in <laughs> Um Or the, the radio play from I Got You, Babe, from Groundhog's Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I think there's going to be some sort of form, though, of Daenerys going down and maybe she's dying or she's on the way out and then Jon saves the day. I think there will be some sort of heroism involved where he's trying to save her. Or I would like to see Daenerys maybe sacrifice herself for somebody else. Like, be, I would like to see her die to save John. And that's when we could have Lightbringer, where she's just like, put it through me. It, oh. Make it the flaming sword. Wow. Yeah. All right. Another sword putting through her. Yeah. I, uh, that'd be cool, because they're really laying it on thick that she's going to go crazy. crazy. Yeah. And, I'd, and, and the thing is, is, even though she's had inklings of that throughout, they have been laying it on thick. And I still f- don't feel like that's Daenerys. I don't feel like that's Daenerys. We'll see. She was my she was my day one, and say, I I hope she can just make it to the end. They say that when a Targaryen is born, born flip a king from or flip a coin for a hero or a villain. Crazy, yep. I think this one's a hero, though. I hope so. I don't think she's gonna be, man. I know. Wishful thinking. All right. Well, this has been fun, man. Only two episodes left. Oh God! Thoughts and prayers to all of us, but. Thoughts and prayers to all of you all for listening, following along, for having patience while I was gallivanting across the country. Um, good luck to me figuring out time zones again. Uh, we're on Eastern, right? Yes. Eastern, okay. And we'll uh, – Good to know. Uh, we'll, we'll, excited to have you back on Kentucky Roll Call tomorrow Woo! morning, 8 I'll to be, 10. I'll be roll calling. Monday through Friday, Big Exports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Great show. It's like you've said that before. Kentucky Truck Sales Text Line. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh, this has been good stuff. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, and we hope you enjoy Sundays 
Man, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a doozy. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> what a way to end it.